Hi there, everyone. Welcome. We are Dream Served. My name is Gloria. And my name is Melissa. We are starting off with our very first podcast. We're very excited to have you guys all here um, to listen to us and what we got to say. Yeah. So first of all, we'd just like to welcome you guys uh, for listening in and uh, let you guys know a little bit about us, you know, so you guys can get some more information. Yeah. So we wanted to start off by our name. Um, who we are and what we're doing. So our name, Dream Served, comes from the idea born in combining both of our goals, both of our dreams together. So dream was something that represents me. I'm currently a dreamer in Southern California. And serve, uh, it represents myself. I'm a veteran. I served four and a half years in the Army. So that's who we are, um, what we're doing. Um, during COVID, we had a realization that um, there was a lot of dreams and hopes for helping our community that we still had in in mind. So we wanted to put that into action. So we started off with Dream Served. Yeah, so we just uh, really uh, started thinking about how we can collaborate and be able to give back. And we decided uh, this would be the best way that we could do it uh, as authentically as possible. And uh, Dream Served is what came from it. And we're really excited to be able to collaborate uh, within the community. And like uh, we have, if you've seen on our Instagram, you know, we're going to be giving directly back uh, to the community with uh, partnering uh, with uh, organizations and, and projects. So we're going to be bringing that information to you guys. So that's one of the biggest things with Dream Served that we want to be able to do, especially through this podcast. So you caught us pretty early on. We're still developing what it means to be part of Dream Served. Um, the base for Dream Served is giving back to our community any way, shape, or form. Uh, so we want to get more in touch with our community, um, more active in our community. Many times we have that idea that we are, that we want to help, that we want to be part of, but it kind of passes us by because we don't have the information, we don't have the knowledge. So we definitely want to have a, a megaphone to people in our community that we know or that we meet along the way. Uh, so that if you resonate with anything along the way that you can jump on on journey with them, with us, whatever um, it is that we're doing. Yeah, so definitely um, that's the biggest uh, part with Dreamster that we want people to take from us is is those resources and that information. Um, because I do think that people at times may think that they're going through something and they're the only person that's going through it or have ever gone through it. And you might find somebody in the community that, you know, has those steps already um, cause you know, they've, they've gone through it and they're now successful or doing our move forward, you know? So, um, this podcast is going to be able to bring that light in the, the story and those voices. Um, and I'm really excited. Like I said, if you're, if you're tuning into us right now, this is early on episode one. So, um, I'm really excited for this episode cause uh, we're starting off with a bang, I think. So, yeah. And starting off, we want to apologize. We're a little nervous. I don't know if you guys can tell in our voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bear with us. We have an exciting episode ahead of us, and we definitely have an exciting guest uh, coming up that we want to definitely hand over the megaphone um, with a couple things that we have in, in mind. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned, guys, and uh, we're going to introduce her real, real soon. We wanted to start off with our very first guest on our podcast, the inspiration behind our first project. Hello, my name is Alyssa. I am currently the outreach coordinator and founder of Help for the Hopeful. Yeah, so um, we're collaborating with Alyssa. If you've uh, followed us on our Instagram and been with us since the beginning, you've seen that we've put up uh, a little bit of information about her 
and what she does, but today she's going to go more into detail about her project. Yeah, we definitely want to go into more detail on why we are so passionate and why we chose this as our first project to collaborate with. Um, it's truly an inspiring either story. Um, we definitely want to get her her story told and definitely get anyone on board that feels compelled to, to jump on board with us. Yeah, so let's just start. Alyssa, uh, what inspired you for help for the hopeful? Um, for many reasons. Uh, the first one was through experience. At a young age, I was um, introduced to homelessness uh, around the age of seven. Um, I had a great uncle who was experiencing mental health related issues as well as homelessness. And a lot of times he would just disappear. And we oftentimes would have to go out and find him. With that, we would have to go through the streets and just run into people. And one instance in particular, I remember... Um, we couldn't find him, but we did find a group of people. And despite them not having housing or even like clean clothes on them, they were willing to give us lunch. And we had hot dogs and baked beans, which two things I can't eat because it didn't taste the same as it did at that one time. So that stuck with me throughout, even to now, obviously. And I made it a mission for me to go to school for social work and to go from there. Wow. So this has been like something that you've been on a journey, like since you were little. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So if, if you could give us a little more insight, what do you, what do you do? Um, how has it developed from when you started? Uh, what are your goals going forward? Um, a little more insight on help for the hopeful. Yeah, definitely. So um, initially it was just an idea, an idea turned into like a mission after um, some experiences I went through in 2018 and 2019. And from there, I kind of put myself first. And by putting myself first, I put the project in first. Um, I went through a list of names and I was like, this doesn't sound right. It sounds too professional for lack of better terms. And I don't want clients to be called clients. So I was like, you know what? Let's call them hopefuls. And from there, I started help for the hopeful with no um, strings attached, nothing. I just wanted to go out and help people. And from there, I've helped about 200 people provide clothing, shoes, and anything in between. And I've housed three piece, three people, as well as um, provided resources to about 20. Wow. So yeah. what areas do you uh, usually provide these resources for? And like what areas? So I am open to anywhere in Southern California, anywhere. That I say anywhere that my car will allow me to go to. Okay. But primarily Long Beach and San Diego, but Long Beach being the main location. Nice. So how often do you actually do outreach events or go out and, uh, you know, provide these resources? I tend to go out anywhere from three to five times a week and provide um, clothing and anything that's in my trunk that I can fit in my trunk. Um, but actual outreach, I'll do about one to two times a month. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I, when I first met you and then uh, hearing about all this, it really, really um, got me going. With that being said, I kind of want to dive in a little further into the initial connection that you guys had. We're, we're laughing uh, because I don't have a reason why we're <laughs> Yeah, so. Nervousness. <laughs> nervousness, guys. But let's keep it real. Um, I met Alyssa through a mutual friend. And uh, we started talking about, um, we were talking about that day. I mentioned, oh, yeah, by the way, if you guys know anyone in need of resources or anything, then um, just to contact me. And yeah. Then, yeah. You hit me up and you're like, oh, by the way, 
yeah, we talked about her past and stuff. So. Yeah, so my um, excited kid self, I got really excited uh, on that text message. And um, it was actually a group chat that just uh, was, what was it for? It was just a key. It was just to bring people together. Yeah. yeah make and it, friends. It was so um, awesome because I automatically like resonated with what you were doing obviously because of what I was doing already and of what we were trying to create over here with Dream Served. And then um, we started talking about um, how we've both been serving in the community already with case management. Yeah. Yeah. So actually um, we had that connection with uh, with an organization that we both worked for. Yeah. Yeah. And we both worked with homeless people. So uh, uh, that was my uh, going back to Dream Served and um, what we're doing. That's a huge thing for me and i really really like what you're doing here with help for the hopeful um with case management um did, what did you take from that like did you take anything from that and how you're implementing it with help for the hopeful or how, how did that help you i took a lot of experience and i took a lot of knowledge in the sense of like there is a lot of help out there it's just a matter of bringing in the people to get that help and that's what my mission is to be that middle person to find the people and to connect them with the resources that they need and the adequate resources that they need. Because granted, not everything's gonna work perfectly the first time or for one person in particular. So I am there to, you know, I, I learned to just find whatever resources out there and to absorb everything as much as possible. Yeah, I can relate to that too, because um, serving where I did with my uh, case management, uh, just going back into that, I was helping homeless veterans and as well, you know, like I, I saw that, you know, and I think, you know, if anybody here is listening on the podcast and if you're, you know, helping people in any type of way, you do see the holes in service when yeah. you're, when you're helping people. And I'm like, that's awesome that you like, you know, took it into your own hands and Thank you're you. literally on the street, like yeah. helping people out, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, like you're providing water and tents. And yeah. I think you were asking for all that stuff that day. Yeah. And I was like, well, this girl's yeah. like doing it all. <laughs> yeah. I remember that day in particular, I had seven tents in my trunk and then I had like three or four cases of water and I was just going out to provide whatever I could. Cause at that time it was when it was like pretty cold. And I want to make sure that whoever is out there was like staying warm. With, um, with the climate, right. With Corona. Um, how did that, like, how did that go? Like with helping people? It know? was, I did it on like a um, client-based, uh, like I did it in regards to like um, resources, not resources, but like referrals. Mm -hmm. So I have an email and I would just send out information to, you know, social media through social media and say, hey, if you know anyone needed this or this or this, um, we could do it via phone. We could do it via FaceTime. I can see them in person within um, the six feet measure. Um, I played it safe. And with that, um, by me playing it safe, I had to make sure that like I kept everybody safe. And I, granted, I had to understand that I couldn't help as many people as possible. So it brought down my um, hopeful count. But I wasn't looking at like the amount of people I was looking at, like the, um, the information that I could provide to them. So, so hopeful. Yeah. You say hopeful. So yes. um, can you go into that? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was a case manager, we called them clients and stuff like that. And I just want to look at people as like human beings. And I feel like if you, I mean, I'm not one for like titles. Being part of LGBTQ plus community, you already have titles to it. And I don't want anybody else to like feel that same way too. So with that said, I wanted to have something that was uplifting. 
And when you are either, um, you, know, you know the terms HP, mm-hmm. if you're an HP, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, uh, you know, you don't want those titles to you. So I gave the word hopeful as just like a name place. So that way um, you have motivation to like go from here and out. So as someone that's so not part of um, the community that you guys are part of, what would an HP mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Um, was it HP? It was um. It was homeless home, prevention. Homeless prevention. Homeless yeah. prevention. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Homeless prevention. Yeah. It took me a second. It's been a little. It's bit been for a minute. Me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so just for our listeners that are listening right now, are you guys active caseworkers or? Um, I am not. Um, I am no longer a case uh, caseworker or case manager. I was doing it for about five years. Yeah. Uh, well, we can go into that a little bit um, as we as we all get to know each other on this podcast. But yes, I was doing that for a while, and I mainly did work with the, the homeless population, which is why, you know, when I did see that come through that text message, I was like, "Oh, dang, this this person is, she knows her stuff too." She knows yeah. her stuff, <laughs> you know, and we were actually able to connect, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a very um, and you know what I mean. I think we just had that conversation before we were um, we got on here. Is um, doing this work it has to be from a place a special place yeah right exactly because you can get burnt out very easily Mm -hmm. and i think anybody that's listening and that is in this in this realm of work right or maybe you don't have never been in this realm of work you know um it is known for a lot of case managers to have burnout very quickly um and i think what you were saying about how how is this going to help you in that way because i know you were talking about it but i want you to be able to say it in your own words you know yeah, so I started Help for the Hopeful, essentially. Um, I was almost myself as well. And I was able to pick myself up, thankfully, um, through many, many hours of working and saving and just like pure struggle and hustle. But um, I created Help for the Hopeful kind of in a selfish way. I wanted um, something that I can push to help other people, but as well to keep myself in check and to make sure that I was just there. I was present to make sure I was present. So that's what also uh, motivated me to create Helpful the Hopeful. Otherwise, it would have just still been an idea rather than an actual movement. Yeah. So is it because you didn't want to work for someone um, in a sense of like case after case? Um, From what I've heard with case managing, it it kind of becomes just a file instead of having a a face to someone. So is that... um, the inspiration behind behind um, Help for Hopeful? Yeah, a lot of that has to do with that. Um, I want to be an in-person type of um, deal. So Help for the Hopeful, I can say when I want to do it. It doesn't have to be an eight to four type deal. I could go in before work, after work, whatever the case may be. And I also want someone to understand that I'm not there under a business because I have to be or because they, they hired me to do this. I'm doing this strictly because I want to and I want to help that person. And in the hopes of after they help that person, they can turn around and do it to someone else. So exactly how long has Help for the Whole for? How long have you been running Help for the Whole for? Like since exactly when? Or when was your first outreach or your first resource? Or how was that? So I did my first outreach even before Help for the Whole for started. Um, it I stopped being a case manager um, directly with homeless veterans in October 2019. And, oh, no, September 2019. And um, December is when Helpful the Hopeful was created. But even before then, I was going through some tough times. I was like, you know what, let me go out there and let me help the people that lift me up. 
So I just started doing stuff and I literally just went through a couple names. I was like, you know what? Helpful to hopeful. That's what it is. And yeah, December 2019 is when it started. Wow. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. I actually stopped doing case management in, I think it was about February of um, 2020. Huh? 2020, right? 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I stopped doing case management. Yeah. So mine was just a, like not too long ago either. Um, and I, I, I can say for a fact I got burnt out very quickly. Same. Same. <laughs> yeah. 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 And same here with, with the dream serve as well. So I can totally relate to you wanting to do something um, and uh, do it on your own terms. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, uh, and you'd be able to relate. And um, same here, like I, I myself experienced homelessness. Yeah. And I was there helping veterans, you know, um, just like me in the same process, mm -hmm. you know, and I got denied and I went through all that and it was heartbreaking, you know, because yeah. um, it was weird how I went from like a veteran that got denied and I couldn't get any resource yeah. to a veteran that was actually providing all the resources. Exactly. For people in my community. Yeah. And I kind of like, I felt like a little, uh, a little spy, <laughs> you know, cause I went from like, I got denied, but now I'm like in, you yeah. know, like. I um, couldn't get it myself. I could help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm generally someone that hasn't been in this sort of industry ever before. So I, I kind of feel like I can represent just the general um, ideas that people might have towards certain communities, not that I personally have them myself. Um, a question that's just resonating with me currently is just um, a lot of times I hear or you hear on the media, you know, homeless people are homeless due to something that they choose on their own, whether it be um, circumstances or drugs or whatever it may be. But from what I've heard from you personally, um, there are other challenges that keep people in this cycle of homelessness um, so could you guys maybe go into that a little further for people that have no idea how any of that works? Yeah. So, um, I want to say like, um, homeless, that community and like, um, I think we we're just talking about documentation. Let's just start there. People that are homeless, um, at times they need that, right. Just to get an ID. You want to get into a shelter. It's not as easy as you just walk in and get into a shelter or get a bed that night. Right. Or just start the process of I just want to start living and get an apartment. Um, most people don't have the simplest thing, an ID. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, that's tough uh, because that can mean that they don't have a birth certificate. Exactly. They don't have an address. They don't have, you know, so those things are necessary. And most people don't think about that. They're like, oh, this person's homeless because they just choose to be. Yeah, they don't look at, like, the finer details of homelessness. They look at, oh, you know, overall, this person's homeless because of this, and this person's homeless because of that. They don't think of, like, what it what needs to be done in order to get out of homelessness. Like, as for me, myself, yeah, I had two jobs. I was working 80-plus hours a week. But due to me working 80-plus hours a week, I didn't meet the the times to to sleep in the shelter and add a dog on top of that. So I chose to either sleep in a slide, sleep on the grass, or to sleep in my car. But most times I couldn't sleep in my car because I use that for work. So I, I would allow my dog to sleep in the car while I slept outside. 
Yeah, as well as like some people that have cars, right? Like the whole car situation. Yeah. I had a lot of clients that did have cars, but I was scared for them every night because mm -hmm. you can get arrested for that. You exactly. can't sleep in your car. It's illegal. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you have to, they have to move around, right? And they have pets, you know? So you're talking about people that have, these are human beings. They're not just like a home, you know, it's like homeless and then just house them. I wish it was that easy. Oh, the process would be great. <laughs> but, you know, and then also let's let's get real, right? Um, we live in Southern California. It's very it's expensive. expensive. You're gonna tell me right now. You're listening to this podcast right now. You're gonna tell me that the job you have, you ain't hustling. You hustling if you're in Southern California. Yeah. And now you're trying to expect somebody to go from nothing to something, you know? Yeah. And you go from uh, even you know for us, right? You to get an apartment, it's like you got to make two three times that rent. Yeah. Right. And most of these people, um, sometimes they have been out of work for a very long time. Right. And like you can't just right. You got to have like how long of, of employment or something to get an apartment yeah. now. Or and something. On, on top of that, not to cut you up on top of that, the documentation as well. Yeah. To start a new job, you need to have an ID to start a new job. You need to have personal um, references to, to start a new job. You have to have a house. How are you going to have a house if you don't have money for the house? Mm hmm. How are you gonna have a house if you don't have a reference? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So this homeless, right? Or what was what's the what's the word that they or the what they're using? The term houseless. The term, houseless. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes it's not their choice. No. No. And a lot of times they're not even from this area. No. They just kind of just go here. Mm -hmm. I met so many people who are from out of state or even from like you know as close as like San Diego, or whatever. And ask them, what brought you here? Because I'm always curious about that. And they say, well, I have no other choice. They just literally packed up their stuff and they came here in, in hopes of starting somewhere fresh. And people always assume that LA or like Orange County, um, since they're bigger counties, that there will be more information, more help. But that's not true. Yeah, that's really not. And it's, it is sad. Um, I mean, there is a lot of resources. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but there are limitations with that because documentation exactly. usually is is the stopping point. Because yep. I know as a case manager, I think you can relate to this. Um, is that when you start the process, you can't even get it started without you know an ID. Mm -hmm. And just um, to bring up a story um, that you confided in me, uh, what was the reason that that your housing was rejected when you were looking for ho uh, housing? <laughs> So at the time when I was homeless, I was, so there are different types of homeless. Um, and I was couch surfing. Mm. I didn't understand what that meant. Um, so I was actually um, living in my best friend's house or apartment and I was sleeping on the couch. So that's called couch surfing. And since you have a roof over your head and you have accessible plumbing, heating, all that, you're considered housed in that community yeah and i didn't know that so at that time i thought i was homeless you know i mean i mean technically to me i'm homeless because i speaking i'm just sleeping yeah. in my friend's living room and i'm just trying to figure it out um life happened and people were like hey you're a vet go get help right so i went to the va the good old va and uh, i went and asked asked them i went to uh one of the housing resources there and the moment i said that they were like oh um we're going to stop right there. And I was like, what do you mean we're going to stop right there? They're like, yeah, um, unfortunately, you don't qualify. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because you're considered housed because you're couch surfing. 
You're not sleeping in your car. You're not sleeping on the street. You're sleeping in a place where you have plumbing and, and a roof over your head. And I didn't understand that. You know, I was like, what? Like, so I left, you know, and um, there's, if there's any veterans listening in, you know, that were like myself, you know, you just kind of move on and you just say, all right, next, next, you know, you kind of don't question it. And that's what happens to a lot of homeless people too. Yeah. When I was working in the community, um, they hear one no, right? And because they hear it so much, you hear it so much because you're already going through your life struggles, right? I was going through, you know, trying to get a job or another job, trying to get rent paid and all this stuff and my car, you know, I was young. I don't want to hear no right now. You don't want to hear that at that point. You're like, I just want someone to help me. (laughs) Just listen to me. Yeah. And for that conversation to be cut so quickly and not even want to go further, you know, I was like, what? Like, you know, so that that's what happened. Like, and that's what happens a lot. Unfortunately, I would, ha- you know, when I was a case manager, I'd be like, so there's different criteria for homelessness. And they'd be like, what do you mean? You know, even if I'm sleeping at my friend's house, uh, well, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. different. And it is tough to be mm-hmm. on the other side and have that conversation with somebody. And then when I got that, no, it was tough. I don't know. Cause I didn't, cause I didn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot to go and find help and want to get help. And then it takes even more to hear or know. And it kind of just like breaks you down as a human being to be told that you can't be helped, although you already feel helpless. Yeah. And I think people, when they look at the homeless community, you got to like think about that. Like think about that person on the street and think about they've probably gotten a good amount of no's all the time. And that's probably why they've chosen to stay where they're at right now. Yeah. It's not because they want to, it's because. They feel, you know, they feel helpless. Yep. <laughs> uh, sorry, close getting emotional here. <laughs> Stop the recording. No. Are you sure? <laughs> okay, so transitioning into what it is we're doing. So, with all this being said, um, after meeting Alyssa and talking with that, that's why we chose this as our first project. Um, Our first launch and our first month of being an open business are dedicated to planning an outreach day uh, sponsored by DreamServe. So we're going to go out into the community and we're going to go ahead and be um, right there with Alyssa, uh, bring attention to what it is she's doing. Um, Definitely, we would love to get more eyes on what she's doing, more more people on team um, volunteering um, when do you go out generally for um, assistance? So typically I'll go out anywhere from three to five times a week and catch up with old hopefuls and or just see how they're doing. Um, I, as I was telling Mel off the, um, the mic, I was telling her that I'll fill up my car with as much as I can and just go out and give people whatever they need. And a lot of times, to expand and help for the whole whole, I'll provide a either biweekly or monthly um, outreach and in which where I'll drive to various cities where I'll get referrals and provide outreach in that sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I just keep getting blown away every time I like hear you talk about it because I think it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So definitely we want to, we want to go ahead and be that change, you know, we want to put our money where our mouth is. Um, so we're very much looking forward to an outreach day sponsored by DreamServe, but also 
um, going forward in the future. If that's something that resonates with you, if her mission, if anything resonates with you, jump on board. Um, we're yeah, we're going to be um, uh, getting her information. Um, it's going to be on our Instagram, but is there anything you want to put out? Like, how can somebody reach you? Is there like an email, a phone number, something you want to shout out right now? Yes. Yeah, so um, if you guys have my phone number, by all means, please text me. Um, you Otherwise, you can reach me on Facebook under Help for the Hopeful. You can find us there. You can email me at projecthelphopeful at gmail.com where... You can give me a list of um, people and or yourself, um, the information that you need, resources, whatever the case may be. Or you can just contact me um, through social media. Uh, you can contact me um, through my personal uh, Instagram. It's also Abrazo. And then from there, you can just shoot me a DM and then I'll help you. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and uh, put that info for sure in our, in our Instagram. And then um, for right now, that's our main social media is Instagram. We do have Facebook as well. It is building, guys. So if you get on there and there's not much, we're sorry. Um, <laughs> so, But we, we are going to put more information on there. But definitely hit her up on that Facebook page and reach out if you know anybody that's in need. And, you know, maybe you don't know maybe how to approach. And you have somebody on the front lines that can do that for you. Yeah. You know, you have Alyssa here, professional. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that's so beautiful um, about the community that they're in, um, they're currently or have in the past work with houseless people. Um, but they, the resources that they provide, they meet a lot, a lot of people along the way that have different kinds of resources. So if you're in a weird situation that you don't know if maybe they know somebody with a resource, um, definitely reach out to them, whether it be our Instagram or Alyssa directly via email or her Facebook. Um, they're, they're in it to help with their, their mission, their journey, um, their core purpose is definitely to help anyone in, in any sense, sort of need. So definitely reach out. Yeah. So uh, just going back to Dream Serve, guys, you know, we, like we said before, you know, we're going to put uh, our proceeds back into the community. So remember that when you're, when you're coming in and supporting us uh, right now, a help for the hopeful, we're going to be doing this until July 15th. And then after that, we'll be announcing our outreach day. So just uh, keep close to our podcast as well as our Instagram. I would love to see, you know, and meet uh, some of you guys that are listening today or tonight, wherever you're listening to this podcast at and uh, come and join us on that outreach day. I think it's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to meet all the hopefuls. Yeah, it'll be a good time. I can tell you that it'll be a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we're definitely going to be posting updates on Instagram um, on details as they come forward um, on the day, um, what is going to be needed, um, different ways, ways to donate. Sometimes, you know, you don't want to purchase apparel from us or um, different things that you, uh, but you want to help in different ways. Definitely we'll have a direct donation um, source as well as if you want to reach out um, to Alyssa directly, like we mentioned before, her Facebook or her email. Yeah. So Thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, we appreciate the ear you guys giving us and giving the help for the whole phone, Alyssa. So thank you. anything else you want to say, Alyssa, before we go out? Thank you for inviting me. And I can definitely see us, uh, you know, being together for a long time. Aww. Yeah. Aww. And I appreciate <laughs> you guys for bringing me along and helping me. And in return, I hope to help you guys as well. Yeah. So this is all about for sure. Yeah. Looking for a very successful uh, outreach day and hopefully... <laughs> More to yes. come in the future. The more the merrier. So if you guys ever want to um, potentially look into working in a homeless 
um, realm, please go out this day. We will announce the actual day pretty soon. I think it's just a matter of like picking a perfect day yeah. and a perfect time and location. But if you do plan on doing this or even working in social services alone, this would be the perfect day to do so because it'll allow you to kind of like open your eyes and see what's really going on. Yeah, definitely. Rather than what media tells you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. If you're yeah. looking to network, these people are very passionate people. Um, so if, if that's something that you're looking to do or jump on board or test the waters, you're you're going on board with some very, very passionate people. Yeah, guys. And then also just keep, uh, keep an ear out for our next podcast. We're going to bring on some more wonderful people on the community. That's what this podcast is about. That's what Dream Surge is all about. And thank you guys again for your time and your ear. All right, guys. Uh, all right. Have Thank a great you. day, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye.